Well, good afternoon, and welcome to yet another edition of The Other Ground Live. I'm Passive J. That is still not Big Dalton over there. This is getting pretty fucking ridiculous, folks. Once again, he does not have his internet, so he cannot call in. As a matter of fact, I contacted him recently, and he lost his power again. I have no clue what kind of shit show they have going on over in Connecticut, but I sure as fucking wouldn't want to live, live there. Uh, I see Fatty's uh, saying, yo, uh, which means the OG uh, army must be forming up in the chat box. Always glad to have you guys around. I mean, seriously, this is pretty fucking ridiculous. He hasn't had uh, internet since, God, I've, I've lost track of it since last week at some point. Um, I really don't know what the fuck's going on, to be honest with you. Uh, but it's not a good thing. Um, so I'll be doing the show solo again. Um, I... Uh, don't like doing this show solo. I don't think that's my strong point. I work much better speaking of somebody else, uh, internal affairs. Boy, that's, that's a new one. Has anyone seen that bitch that goes by tenor? Uh, tenor will probably be along later today, sir. Hopefully, uh, he's always a good time when he calls in as well. Um, hopefully, hopefully at some point, one of the regulars will show up and, and give us a call uh, and put me out of my misery. But until then I will try to babble along, uh, by myself. Uh, I don't have any mo I don't have a lot of things to talk about today. And today I have to say it's entirely my fault. I had the day off. Uh, I just had other shit I wanted to do besides peruse the internet, looking for topics. Um, lots of stuff I have to take care of. I went and had the car worked on today. First time for my little car. And I was kind of disappointed. I've only got 6,000 miles on it. So the other day when the uh, rear passenger side window wouldn't roll all the way up, I was pretty disturbed because, you know, that's way too early to have those kinds of problems. Um, plus the fact I couldn't roll it down. Uh, I, I had to actually like hit the up button on the window while pushing on it with my hand to get it up to roll all the way up. So I, uh, oh, hey, Sly. Uh, okay. Yeah, cool. Apparently Sly might call in a little bit. That'll be great. Um, <clears throat> excuse me a little bit, but regardless of, yeah, so I was talking about the car. So I brought it in today, uh, and I had never been to the dealership that I brought it to because the place that I actually got the car from is uh, pretty far away. Uh, I had a friend that works at a dealership, got like uh, almost two hours away from me. And uh, I bought the car off him and he just drove it down to me once all the process of buying it was complete. So this is a new dealership. Uh, it was also a new dealership because my other cars I had bought were, uh, my last couple of cars were Jeeps. So I'm, I'm used to the process at the Jeep dealership. Uh, going to the Ford dealership was about the same thing, a little different. Uh, so they brought it in and they were going to give me a loaner car, but they asked if I, if I could give them a chance to look at it uh, before they, you know, they put me in a car and, uh, I, uh, I said, okay. I mean, uh, I didn't want to hang out at their dealership all day, but I figured I'd give them a little bit of time. So I said, yeah, I can hang out for like a half hour, 45 minutes, but I can't really do anything longer than that. I have other shit to do. So I gave them a half hour, um, went up to the desk and say, Hey, I can't really hang out anymore. Uh, I, I I'm going to need a loaner car. He said, oh, okay, let me go see what's going on with it. And like five minutes later, they pulled up my car and they said, your car is ready. I'm like, oh, wow, that's amazing. You put a new motor in. He goes, no, there was just some debris in the, in the track which was stopping it from rolling up all the way, which is good news in one way, because I don't really want to loan a car. I want my car. Uh, but on the other hand, how did debris get inside of the window? Uh, and if it happened before, does that mean it's going to happen again? I mean, is this something that's an issue with my car? Uh, I just don't know. Um, but overall, I, uh, overall, I decided it was a good experience. So I took my car and drove away. Hopefully it won't happen again. Um, and cause you know, I like that car. I've spoke about it quite a bit. It's a little Ford Fiesta ST. Um, it's my version of a little race car. I, uh, I do not have, uh, the finances to buy anything more expensive. It was, it was pretty cheap. I think I paid $20,000 for the car. Uh, I got a good deal on it. Plus an employee discount. Cause my dad used to work at Ford's before he passed away. And it turns out that shit, uh, 
goes along with the family. So, cause my, uh, basically I, I got it through my stepmom who uh, is still alive, obviously, and she gets the Ford discount. So she'll let me use it. Um, <clears throat> between that and some incentives, cause it was the last, uh, 2019 is the last year they made that car. Uh, so they're trying to get rid of them. Um, <clears throat> But it's a cool little car. Uh, they, I, I like it because it's semi-rare. I think they made somewhere between two and 4,000 of them every year for four years. So I think, what I figure out, I think there's about thirty or 40,000 of them in total in the United States. Uh, I'm sure they probably sold a lot more of them over in Europe and England and such because small cars and hatchbacks are way more popular over there. As a matter of fact, you can still buy a Fiesta ST over in England. Uh, they made a brand new model that supposedly is even better than the one I have but they don't sell it in the United States. Ford does not sell cars in the United States anymore with the exception of the Mustang. They have discontinued or will be discontinuing every other uh, car that they make. They're only going to make trucks, SUVs, and the Mustang. Uh, I guess the rest of their cars uh, aren't worth it for them, which is a shame because I uh, really uh, like some Fords. Fatty asked me if I've modified it at all, at all, and then the answer is yes. I've got a Cobb access port, which you can use to custom tunes on there. Uh, I put a rear motor mount on it and a, a drop in uh, high flow air filter. It's called the stage one tune. Um, it's, it's cool. It adds a little bit of horsepower and a shitload of torque. Uh, but I'm disappointed that Ford has stopped doing that for, if nothing else, I'd always hoped that when my financial sis, uh, situation improved, I could buy a, a Ford Taurus show because those are badass motherfucking cars. Uh, I like, I like them cause they're a sleeper car. I, I tend to like cars that don't look like they're fast, that they're a surprise. Uh, which is why I like the Fiesta and the Taurus show is, uh, excuse me, the Taurus show certainly fit that description. Uh, for those of you who are unaware, uh, unlike the regular Taurus, the show, uh, had a twin turbo V6 with about 400 horsepower and was all wheel drive, which will make it get up and go. Uh, it's pro it's faster than you would expect any, uh, sedan that looks like that to be. Uh, and that's what I liked about it. Honestly, uh, to be honest with you, I didn't really like the way it looked all that much. It's kind of meh, but I certainly liked the uh, statistics on it. So when I was buying the Fiesta, I actually thought about buying a used one of those because you can get a used Taurus uh, with about 30 or 40,000 miles on it for about $20,000, which is what I paid for my Fiesta. But I'm not a mechanically inclined person. So I figured a uh, twin turbo car with all wheel drive is not something a non-mechanically in inclined person should have if it doesn't have a warranty on it anymore. And it, that's um, when I got it, I'm sure it would have some sort of limited warranty, but still that's a, a poor idea. Uh, if, if I was a mechanic or work out of my own shit, own shit, I would have bought it in a heartbeat. Uh, but for myself, I could just see expensive repair bills in my future if I end up picking one of those up. So I went with the Fiesta and I'm pretty happy with it. Uh, I think it, buying something new overused is probably a good idea for someone like me. I've been told over and over again that I, a two or three year old used car is actually your best bet financially speaking because they depreciate so much in the first year or two, you can get something almost new like you're relatively new 20 30,000 miles on it for for half the money that you pay for a new one um but it's uh it's neither here nor there i went with the fiesta uh let's see uh going back in the chat box uh uh sort of oh the ford oh argonauts talking about the ford fusion yeah that, that was a nice looking car i think don't, i don't think they're making that anymore uh i they might have uh you know what? I think the Fusion they decided to make for 2020, but they're going to uh, dis discontinue it after that. So if you like a Ford Fusion uh, and you want to get a new one, this is probably the year to do it. Um, for example, if the Fiesta ST, you you can't buy them new anymore. And their used ones that are gently used are more than they were new now. Oh, 
like um, I've seen cars with 8,000 miles or 9,000 miles on it, 2019 is that they're selling and they're selling them for 22 or 23,000, which is less than I paid for my car new. I guess because, you know, now that you can't buy them new, they're in demand. And so if anyone who wants one with relatively low miles is going to have to pay extra for it. But uh, let's see. So while we're waiting for one of our super friends to call in, let me go ahead and go to the source of all news, Yahoo News, and see if we can't find anything to talk about. You know what? Actually, let's switch that up. Let's go to the breeding ground of everything evil and nasty, the other ground live, <laughs> or the other ground rather, and see if there's any interesting things to talk to, just go and talk about rather, just with the uh, topics on the uh, front page. Oh, happy birthday, Kylie Jenner. Oh boy, there's something I could care less about. Um, uh, oh, there's the thread about people playing classic WoW. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with WoW, it's World of Warcraft. It's a, a game that's uh, been around forever now. Uh, got at least 10 or 15 years at this point. Um, last year, they restarted it because uh, it's been pretty far along, lots of expansions and all that good stuff. And what they did was they restarted it with the old system, you know, like the old rule set, the old way it used to be set up and let people bring, uh, start new characters. I was interested in it for a while uh, until I realized that I didn't want to grind levels for fucking another six months or whatever it took to get up to the max level. Uh, I've kind of lost my interest in games like that. At one point I was all into them. I played EverQuest, I played City of Heroes, uh, and then uh, played uh, EVE Online. Uh, and then I moved over to World of Warcraft. And I played that for a couple few years for a while, I think until the second second expansion came out. And at that point, uh, I had to take a break for about a month or so. And when I came back, all of my friends were like 20 levels higher than me. I couldn't group with them. So I would have had to solo another 15 or 20 or 30 levels or whatever it was to get to the new level cap. And then I was done. I just didn't want to do it anymore. Uh, and it's sometimes I miss it. It was a, uh, playing MMOs was a good time. Um, it was you made friends. You you know you'd have guilds of like thirty or forty people together that all grouped together and did these big raids and shit like that. And uh, I made uh, friends on uh, online for that. As a matter of fact, at one point, and I think I've told this story before, uh, I drove to Omaha to visit people that I had uh, played uh, EverQuest with, and. Uh, and it was, it was a big group of people. I think we ended up having about 20 people because we, we drove the farthest, farthest, obviously, from Detroit to Omaha. But people from, like, nearby states came as well. And we had, like, a 20-person meetup of all these people that played uh, 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 EverQuest online together. Uh, it was a good time, from what I remember of it. We drank, I drank so much fuck, fucking shit that day. Oh, that was actually two days. I barely remember big hunks of that. I couldn't, <laughs> and that was, that was when I was drinking too much. Um. And I remember at one point passing out on the bed uh, right in the middle of the party. Uh, we, we partied at, at a bar for a while. And then once that closed down, we invited like 10 or 15 people to our hotel room. We all just sat around and drank and sang songs. And because uh, the guy I went with was the lead singer of a band. And uh, his, uh, his cousin who went with us is, was a guitarist in a band. And he brought his acoustic guitar. So here, I'm assuming that the uh, hotel had to contact us to keep it down several times because i remember like a group of like five or ten people all just sitting there while tom the guitarist played his acoustic guitar and we all sang along the songs um it was fun though uh and yeah omaha omaha nebraska uh i don't recommend it <laughs> if you're from omaha i apologize in advance your city fucking sucks <laughs> The, the, the bars were okay, but it, it didn't seem like a, a fun place to live in the least bit. And it took fucking forever to get there. It was about a 14-hour road trip. We drove it all in one thing. Uh, my uh, buddy, who was the singer in a band, was also a bartender. So we had to wait for him to get off work. So we didn't leave until 3, 3.30 in the morning or something like that. 
and we drank the entire way. It was horribly irresponsible. Uh, we definitely deserve tickets and shame for what we did, but that was a long time ago. Uh, you know, literally, uh, 20 years or, so, or something like that. Uh, and like, and this is how bad we were. We brought a 12 pack of, uh, we'd, we'd all already been drinking. We brought a 12 pack of uh, beer with us and a bottle of Jameson and we killed that shit, uh, uh, on the trip there. <laughs> oh, now this wasn't for wow. It was for uh, EverQuest, which is a predecessor of wow for people that are unfamiliar with, uh, you know, the M- MMOs. Um, this is how drunk we were at one point. Uh, we pulled over in an abandoned gas station to pee. It was, you know, it was in the middle of nowhere. So we weren't too concerned about getting caught and I'm out there peeing and Doug, who was the singer, uh, you know, he was the one that also drove, um, decided it was time to get rid of all the empty beer bottles. So his idea was to chuck them full force out the passenger side window. So I'm back there peeing and I'm looking back at the, uh, he drove a, a blazer and it looked like fucking baseballs from like a baseball machine getting shot out for you to pitch at them. Just zoom, zoom, zoom right up into the last one where his aim was a little bit off uh, where it hit the bottom of the window frame, the top of the window frame, and then bounced back in and cracked his windshield. <laughs> I was like, oh no, that's horrible. Oh shit, dude. He's like, ah, it's no big deal. It leaked anyways. I was going to have to replace it. So uh, at that point, Doug was that stage of drunkenness where nothing bothered him. And then we went uh, went on our merry way and drove the entire time to uh, Omaha. Uh, we slept in the room for, I think, two hours. And then we went out drinking because uh, the the meet was the next day at like 11 a.m. at a bar. So um, the funny thing is, all these people that lived around Omaha, none of them lived in Omaha. So we basically went to two or three or four different bars over the course of that night, had a good old time. Uh, we all standed out. Um, you guys all know what I look like. So obviously I stand out. Um, my buddy Doug had long red, red hair. I'm not talking reddish brown or, or light blonde, red fire engine, red hair, um, like down halfway down his back. Um, and Tom uh, was, uh, who is, uh, Tom. Yeah. Tom was distinctive as well. I won't go into that one. <laughs> so the next day when we go to the bar to meet up all these people, it turns out it's one of the bars that we've ever been, to, we've already been to. So yeah, we got there a little bit late cause we were hungover, And so most of the people were already there. Uh, when we get there, as soon as we walk in, the people at the bartender at the bar, the bartenders and such go, oh, it's the Detroit people. How are you guys doing? <laughs> so and, and all the people who were here to meet were like, what? How the fuck do you know these people? It's like, dude, we fucking know people. OK, <laughs> so it was a good time. Uh, other than the drunk driving, uh, which I don't recommend it, I it was, you know, good for all. Uh, and it's always fun to go places and do things and meet people that you've never met before. Um I don't think I'd ever do it for an online game, but if the OG ever had like some sort of meetup, I'd be all about that shit. And I've tried to set up a couple over here in Michigan a couple times. I've met a couple of the OGers online, um, but I'll be honest with you. I don't remember their screen names <laughs> and I really should because like one of the, one of them was a dude that only had one arm. So you think that'd be, uh, he'd be very distinctive and memorable and he was, but I just can't remember what they told me their screen names were. So I don't know if they're on the OG now or not. Uh, other than that, I've met uh, Sly Dog before. Um, we've we've had lunch and a couple beers, and there's a guy on there that called the Elastic Assassin Assassin that I actually just had uh, lunch with about three or four months ago. But he said he left the OG like four or five years ago, so I'm not sure if you guys would, any of you guys would even remember him or not. Um, yeah. So as the online is online in general, and the internet in general has always been a a, a good source of entertainment for me. Um, Argonaut's asking, why did he leave? I'm not sure. Probably for the same reason everyone leaves when they get tired of the OG. They get tired of the bullshit. Because as much as I love that place, it is uh, 
um, not a nice place. <laughs> it's you definitely need to have thick skin to be part of the OG, and you have to be able to ignore stuff that you don't like. Uh, I actually had a friend that I tried to bring into the OG. This is a guy that was on the uh, Kevin Smith board with me way back in the day, and I ended up doing a podcast of, with him for several years. I've talked about it before, a barely adequate with Chris and Jay. Um, I had tried to get him into the OG because he was talking about missing being on a forum. He lasted like three or four days before he was out. He goes, dude, those people are fucking horrible. Now, now keep in mind, he, he's a pretty liberal guy and the uh, OG in general is not a liberal space. So, so he was highly offended by the OG and vowed he would never go back to that shit. But I stick, I stuck with it because, you know, there's all kinds of good people in the OG. I'm not going to uh, leave just because there's, you know, a couple bad apples. I thought about it a couple of times. I took a break, uh, for like a couple months before and as we spoke about like last month i thought i was going to leave but got talked in the sting and it's good i would have missed it i think i probably would have been back on my own in a week or two anyways um i wouldn't know what to do without uh, the og to peruse at work and uh it's you know i i like i like one of the things i like about the og it's it's an outlet for me to entertain people I like entertaining people. I like making people laugh. Um, it's probably my low uh, self-esteem. <laughs> I like, I want people to like me and I like going on the internet and, you know, and making people laugh and entertaining them and making them like me. That's what I'm all about. Um, but yeah, there have been times where the, uh, abuse <laughs> and, uh, um, you know, the shit talking have got to me before. And most of it's my fault. I overshare their way, way too much. Um, so 90% of the shit I get is deserved, at least in the fact that I should know better to post that kind of shit. Um, oh, excuse me. But it is what it is. Uh, let's see. Do I have any topics at all today? Uh, I put a couple little things in. Uh, favorite movies. Um, I don't know what I meant when I put that in my notes, but we can always talk about movies, I assume. Um, my favorite movies. Let's talk about favorite movies when you're a kid. That's a, that's a better one. Uh, movies that you grew up and loved back then. I got, there's all kinds of them for me, uh, back in the day, like the princess bride was a big one of mine. Uh, this is all going to be fucking nerdy shit, by the way, <laughs> for the most part. Like, uh, when, now we're talking when I was a kid, kid stuff like the princess bride, um, never ending story. Um, you know, things like that. Goonies. Fuck. If you don't like Goonies, I don't even want you to listen to my show for fuck's sakes. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Argonaut said he uh, watched Pappy. Papillon, I think that's how you pronounce it last night. I've seen that, I think, a uh, long, long time ago. It doesn't have like uh, Newman. It's got a famous actor in it. Um, Paul Newman. Was that Paul Newman in that? I, I'd have to look it up. I, I think I remember seeing that a long time ago. Um, other movies I like growing up, uh, Big Trouble in Little China. That was, oh, Steve McQueen. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I should have known. Uh, that was a little too early for Newman, I think. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, Big Trouble in Little China was a big one for me. Uh, I watched uh, Elm Street, Nightmare on Elm Street way younger than I should have. I was think I was somewhere between 7 and 10 when I saw Nightmare on Elm Street, and that shit fucked me up for a long time. <laughs> I'm one of those pe people that think maybe you shouldn't let your kids watch some movies when they're really young. Uh, my dad was not like that at all. Uh, for example, the first uh, drive-in movie I ever saw was uh, Buck Rogers in the 21st Century, which is obviously okay for a kid. Unfortunately, the double feature of that was Jaws. And at that point, I want to say I was like five or six. I saw it when it first came out. So whatever age that was, um, I want to say I was somewhere between five and seven. I saw Jaws. And at that point, I was not interested in going in the ocean ever again. And that's held over. I've got no interest in being in the ocean. 
the entire thing about swimming with uh, large animals that can eat you is, does not interest me in the least bit. Um, <laughs> Internal Affairs aren't my favorite movie characters, Gomez and Morticia. Uh, you know, uh, I like that movie, actually. Uh, it was a, it was pretty good. It was a pretty good characterization of the show, which I also enjoyed growing up. Uh, and no, no, not because I'm a big fan of Lurch. I actually, I hate that part of it. You know how many times I've been called Lurch? More times. If I had a nickel for every time I was called Lurch, uh, I'd be making money in a really weird way. But I'd also have a lot of fucking nickels. Um, uh, and Argonaut's talking about there's so many delayed movies because of COVID. You know, that's true, dude. There's nothing's coming out. And there's and and I don't really even pay attention to movies. But I can think of at least three or four that have come out that, that were supposed to come out that I wouldn't mind seeing and that haven't. Uh, like, I think the new Wonder Woman was supposed to come out by now. And while most DC movies suck, the Wonder Woman one wasn't bad. And Gal Gadot's always worth watching. So, uh, yep, but James Bond, uh, these are Argonauts saying this. Uh, Top Gun, Tenant, Mulan. Oh, we got Sly Dog calling in. Hooray. Hey, Sly, how you doing, boss? Good. How are you? Excellent. Yeah, how's your big one? Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, I can hear you, boss. How you doing? Okay. Good. I only got a few minutes, and then I won't be able to talk, but... Um, that restaurant was decent in Detroit. That was mainly the Italian. Yeah. Oh, you mean where we went to where yeah, we went yeah. to go uh, have uh, lunch? Yeah. No, and it, it's no. Just a, it's just a, uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, that was really good. No, the she waltz. That one that I called in and talked about. We talked about it. You guys looked at the menu. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. So it was it was only okay. Uh, what was it? What uh, what kind of place was it? I can't remember. I, I know you told me all this before. Everything came in tiny portions. It was, oh. it was really, really luxury. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, um, the, the, I remember now. I remember what you're talking about. How she was gonna, you got dragged off to a fancy re- restaurant. Where uh, was the food good though? Yeah, it was good enough. Well, I don't think I would go back there again and drop, you know, over two hundred bucks on it. But it was good. <laughs> Yeah, that's just too much. Oh. Yeah, see, I, I'm more of a bar burger guy. Like the place we we went to have our lunch, uh, they've got great food, and it's just a fucking hole in the wall bar, you know, uh, and sitting on the side of the road. It's nothing special. Oh come on, man! You know who you're talking to. I would have rather <laughs> went to Burger King. I know. If <laughs> <laughs> Burger King ser- served uh, um, like uh, microbrewery beer, you'd be in fucking heaven, I think. All right, there, there's something I wanted to ask you about, you know, since oh. you're a Detroit native. Oh, yeah, certainly. Okay. Uh, that, the day I went to that restaurant, I did the whole drive down Woodward. Mm-hmm. I saw, like, luxury, complete, utter poverty, nice again, then complete shit. <laughs> was like, uh, uh, wow. Yeah, you, dude, I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, for those that are unaware, um, Woodward Avenue uh, starts in the heart of Detroit, like right where at the water, and goes north. Um, it's one of the main arteries, um, and it goes through first downtown Detroit, which is pretty nice actually. Uh, then through residential Detroit, which is a complete fucking shithole, uh, and then through like a couple, then through uh, I want to say Hazel Park, which is not that great. Uh, but it's not as bad as Detroit. Then it hits fucking mega money when it, when it hits like Birmingham uh, and then Bloomfield Hills and then uh, Troy and then um, Rochester Hills, which is where I live. 
And those are all big. Those are all big money areas. But then right after that, it goes into Pontiac, which is fucking shit again. So it's just, it's it's amazing. You see so much variety of neighborhoods and variety of fucking people's incomes just driving along that one road. Yeah, there was they were doing the they were doing not the official Woodward cruise, but a weekend cruise uh, through, yeah. through the night the, the night section. And I'm telling you, uh, even during COVID. There is no other place in the world you would see cars like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's not even. I mean, it's not even an event thing. It's a it's a weekend thing. Every Friday and Saturday night, lots of people just like to take their car to Woodward and cruise. They you know they they cruise up as down a certain portion of it. Uh, people pull over in, in random parking lots and have like mini car meets right on the side of the road. Um, it's a hell of a thing. And then of course, when you're getting t- uh, closer to August. When the official Woodward Dream Cruise is, uh, it, you get a lot more people. Uh, but even on just your average Friday or Saturday night, you can go out into Woodward and see all kinds of amazing cars. Yeah, yeah. Just there were people that you could tell that came there together. They were huddled up, uh, decent social distancing. You know, most people, and I'd say about half of the people had masks on. You know, but I guess the show must go on. Right, right, right. And they canceled the official one, but uh, which is supposed to be coming up, I think, this weekend. But I wouldn't be surprised if you do still see a shitload of people down there. There just won't be an official event or anything like that. Uh, and the Woodward Dream Cruise, for anyone who's uh, never been there, if you like cars, you have to at least once in your life come to the Woodward Dream Cruise. It is the largest single-day car event in the world. They get anywhere. You get a couple million people attending, uh, which sounds like a lot, but it's over a big stretch of road. But the, the thing that's amazing is you get about forty to 50,000 classic cars, or, or uh, actually not just classic cars, classic cars, modified cars, high-end cars, all attending this event. Um, and unlike all kinds of car shows, while you will have a lot of them parked there, the thing with the Woodward Dream Cruise is taking your car and cruising it. So you, what happens is you see people line up on the side of the road with like lawn chairs and tents and things like that. where So they hang out on the side of the road and watch all these classic and uh, supercars and all these modified cars just drive by. So it's way better than a regular car show because you actually get to see them drive by and you get to hear them. And it's just a really wild event. Uh, and and it, when I say it goes along a stretch of a road, it goes from, I want to say, uh, about 10 miles where they really, 10 to 12 miles where they start going all the way up to Pontiac, which is uh, t- about a 10 mile stretch. So, so there's, there's this 10 mile stretch of road, uh, and it's, it's a three lane highway going on each side with medium and medium in the middle, uh, of just cars and cars and cars just driving by, go to YouTube and look up Woodward dream cruise to get an idea of what I'm talking about. And once they hit the, the end in Pontiac, Pontiac, that's where Woodward ends. Uh, Woodward actually goes in a loop around Pontiac and then comes back the other way. So if you're driving on Woodward, once you hit Pontiac, you just stay on the road and eventually it loops around and you're going back the other way again. It's fucking great. I love cars. So for me, it's it's one of my favorite events in the world. I was, I would probably not have went this year anyways, but it did disappoint me that they closed it off. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, you, you did a really good job explaining it. A lot of that I didn't know. I yeah, just well, looked yeah. freaking amazing to see. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm not even a car person, but I, I could have spent hours just look just on the walk around ones. Yeah. And another thing that was kind of cool was hearing the you know hearing you know the the rumble those yeah a lot of them yeah. that were modified when they when they drive you know they they all light them up. 
Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's a, that's a thing. That, that, and they've tried to stop that a couple times, but the police have pretty much given up on that. Uh, as long as you do it safely, you know, uh, is they'll you'll see people stop at the light, and when it turns, they'll just you know, like fucking nail it and with the brakes on and just burn out, you know, creating like big plumes of sm- white smoke off their uh, tires, and then take off. Yeah, and that's why I like it is because unlike a car show, you actually get to hear the cars, and I enjoy uh, a good sounding car. Um, one of the things I like the most about my little Fiesta is it sounds cool. You know, um, mo- a lot of those little cars don't sound like shit. They're really droning and, and stuff. But the Ford knocked that out of the park with this one. It's my second favorite sounding car that I've ever had. First one being a little uh, Fiat Abarth, uh, Fiat 500 Abarth, which I had back uh, ooh, about seven or eight years ago. And that car sounded fucking amazing. Uh, way sounded it sounded way cooler than it looked because it, it, I will admit it's a silly looking little car. Uh, but it was fast, uh, it handled well, and it sounded great. So I enjoyed it for the couple of years that I had it. I ended up having to get rid of it because it was horrible in the fucking snow. I mean, horrible. I thought I could get away with it because I don't really work uh, a good portion of the winter. But no, it turns out I do need to leave my house occasionally. <laughs> uh, the Fiesta is much better in the, in the winter. Uh, I don't know why. I guess just how it's set up a little bit better because they're both front-wheel drive cars. So you think they'd be about the same. But the, the Fiat uh, did not handle the snow very well at all. Hey man, you're doing fine by yourself. By the way, I'm, I'm just about to my destination, so I, I gotta go for a few. It no. sounds like Tenor's gonna call in, but uh, there was a couple people that put movies in in the chat. Yeah, I'm gonna go uh, back to that. Yeah. Yeah, but before I go, what the hell is Debbie Does Dallas? Is that from that movie Dallas? No, I've no. Heard De- jokes, I've heard a couple jokes with that, and I've always wondered what the hell it was. Debbie Does Dallas is a porno from like the early '80s. Where, where, she, where she uh, basically does half the, the city of Dallas. So it, it's a, it's a really famous porn. So you've probably that's where you've probably heard it from people making jokes of it of that nature. No, no, it's an actual porno. You know, uh, back in the day, they made they didn't have all this internet porn. There was actual porno movies. They made movies about of porn and that with pl- actual plots and storylines and such. And that was one of the more famous ones. Was Debbie Does Dallas. Matter of fact, I think there was a couple uh, sequels like Debbie Does um, Miami or whatever. So, um, so it's a, it was a hell of a thing. I've never actually seen it. Uh, uh, heavily produced porn is not my thing. As we mentioned before, I like more of the amateur homemade shit, which thank God for the internet because you can get that anywhere all you want now. It's actually swung in the opposite direction where it's hard to find actual homemade stuff because there's all, all these people at home making like semi-professional porn. And I prefer not to watch that <laughs> but Beth, let's go back to the movies i noticed you guys were talking about it while I was, uh, while i was chatting with sly um yeah we're argonauts putting all the different movies that uh were supposed to be out by now that haven't uh we, we mentioned top gun and tenant and the james bond quiet place 2 uh the new batman movie i'm not sure was that supposed to be out by now i think i thought they were still shooting that uh go and here's one of the ones that bother me a lot the ghostbusters afterlife fuck i wanted to see that movie i uh, the first ghostbusters is talking about childhood movies was one of my favorite movies ever. Um, I didn't get to go to the movies that often, uh, very rarely actually, because they were expensive and we didn't have the money for that. Uh, and I remember when Ghostbusters came out, I wanted to see it so bad. It just looked so awesome. And honestly, I can't remember if I did see it in the theater or not, or if I had to wait for it, but I love that movie. Uh, I love Bill Murray. He's such a, uh, unique character. Um, I think I've liked pretty much everything he's ever did. I can't think of a Bill movie movie that I've ever watched. That I didn't like. Um, so, 
So I, oh, Argonaut says there's like 30 minute videos of only delayed video previews. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine it's building up. And it's got to be a weird situation for the people in Hollywood because obviously they could re release those movies and just put them like on demand. Uh, but I don't know if it's because they have contracts with movie, movie theaters or they don't think they'll make enough money that way for some of these big blockbuster movies. But so they're just holding on to them once. Uh, and I wonder how that's going to work. Is there going to be a certain point where they the movie theaters open back up and we're just going to be inundated by fucking new movie after new movie after new movie because they have so many of them backed up? Uh, is is Hollywood making new movies right now? Uh, I, I I'd have to look that out. I looked that up. Have they went back to shooting stuff yet, or is there still a a, a no go on that? Uh, if, if that's the case, then we will get uh, like some new movies, and then uh, there will be a, like a six month period where the theaters are open, but there's no fucking movies because they haven't made them for six months or so. Um, God, it's so weird. I, I wonder how that's going to work out. Well, either way, I don't really go to the movies, so it's not a huge deal for me. When I say I very, very rarely go, maybe once a year now, maybe twice a year, and then only because uh, I like to do stuff with my wife, and that's something that we could do. Um, and Team Evil Bad Guys asking if they released a new Hanks movie straight to streaming. I'm not sure. I know they've done that with a couple movies, and it's starting to happen more and more, but it's still rare, pretty rare for them to do it right now. Um, when, when me and the wife go to the movies, it's always uh, to one of those fancy movie theaters, uh, Imagine Theaters, because they've got like the recliner sheet seats. Um, you can actually um, reserve what seats you have. Uh, I, I like doing that because then you can see which seats are reserved and you can try give you an idea of how crowded the uh, theater is going to be. As you guys know, I hate having fucking people near me. Um, and having someone sit next to me in a movie theater is one of the main reasons I very rarely go. Uh, when we go to the movie theater, we'll normally go to the very first showing at like 10 a.m. on a Monday to make sure. And it's always, always a movie that's been out for at least a couple weeks, if not longer. Uh, I don't want anyone even close to me. <laughs> so most of the time I end up watching a movie with like four to 10 other people in the theater. Um, now the only way that that might change is that the Imagine Theater has front row seats that they call cuddle seats. They're basically love seats. Excuse me with uh ottomans in front of them so like me and the wife can sit down on that and it's an actual it's an actual love seat so it's like probably four feet from from me uh from one seat to the other so it's not like the uh, other love seats right next to you uh that is a little hard sometimes it makes your neck a little sore because uh, you, know, you can kick back but still not the best angle but if i wanted to see something anywhere close to a new release that's what i would do but for the most part we like just you know, um, wait in a couple weeks and get in some of the normal seats. Uh, we did try the D box thing for a while. If you're not familiar with that, that's a, a, a thing they have where I guess it stands for directional box. You sit on the seat that has motors in it and it moves back and forth, uh, in sync with the movie, uh, which is kind of cool. It depends on the movie. There's some movies, there's no point in having it, but like a, a star Wars movie or something like that, where there's a lot of action and like ships flying back and forth. That can be pretty cool. Uh, my wife fucking hated it. <laughs> She hated every fucking minute of it. She didn't like it least bit. Luckily, um, you can turn that down or off on, on the controls on the side of the thing, but they are extra money and they're not as comfortable as like the regular recliner seats. So once she expressed her disinterest in it, we stopped using those. If I went solo to a movie, a movie I might consider doing it for like one of the big ones, like a Marvel movie or something like that. But uh, uh, they uh, are they loud? Uh, Argonauts asked. Uh, yeah, they are. Um, <laughs> The, if you've never been to Imagine Theaters in general, they have really, really good sound systems. So they're super loud and they will, the D box seats will respond to like sound uh, as well. 
you know, as motion. So like if, if there's an explosion, it'll rat, just rattle your seat back and forth. Uh, or it's like in certain movies, like when they're in a car, like they'll turn a corner and your car and your seat will lean in the direction that the car is going. So it's, it's a cool thing, uh, but I'm not sure if it's worth the extra money for most movies. Uh, I can't do 3D. Uh, that bums me out quite a bit, by the way, uh, because you need to have two eyes for 3D to work. <laughs> so when I when when I go in and watch a movie in 3D and put on the 3D glasses, they don't fucking do anything. So the entire movie just looks kind of blurry and out of focus to me, um, which is sucks. 3D sound seems like such a cool concept, and people tell me you know, talk about it in such an awesome way, and I've never experienced it because you need two eyes for 3D. Because the way it works is you know the, the glasses have like different shades, so so that each eye sees a slightly different thing and it merges into like a 3D picture. Uh, and I just have the one eye, so no 3D for Jay. <laughs> Alrighty, let's see what else we have to talk about today. I'll go switch back over to the other ground and see uh, what other topics they meant. Uh, TV purchase advice. This time, Robert De Niro is serious about leaving. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. You know, I'm uh, not a political person, uh, but it does irk me when you see people making political statements like that and not hold up to them. There was a ton of celebrities that said they were going to leave the country if uh, Donald Trump became president. And as far as I know, none of them left at all. Uh, so to me, whenever someone says, oh, I'm going to leave the country if this happens or that happens with this president or this or that, that's just grandstanding. You know, basically you're, you're standing up and saying, Hey, look at me, uh, look what I'm saying. And that's just bullshit. If you're going to say something like that, hold to it. Uh, now, now, and Robert De Niro is apparently double dipping into it because he's saying it all over again. He's leaving. Uh, if you're, if you're not happy with the country, just fucking leave it. There's, it's not that hard to fucking go to another country. Uh, depending on which one you want to go to. Uh, I mean, it's a lot easier. It's a lot easier to, uh, go to a lot of other countries than it is to get into the United States in general, but that's just a dumb thing. Uh, all right, let's see what else we got on the other ground page for us to talk about today. Uh, once again, I do apologize for the solo show. Um, I'm sure Ryan will get his power and internet back at some point. He claims that tomorrow, if he doesn't have it back by noon, he's going to go rent a hotel room. Uh, I don't know if that's going to get us uh, back on. I guess it would. I, I'm sure they have free internet there. <laughs> so hopefully by tomorrow at the latest, we'll have Ryan back on the show. Uh, let's see. Do, do. God, there's not a lot to talk about today if I don't want to talk about politics. Uh, oh, someone's talking about hair transplants on the OG. <laughs> Boy, I'm really glad that uh, I don't have hair issues on top of everything else. Oh, hey, Raging Cajun. Good to see you. Um, yeah, a new listener. <laughs> Hopefully I won't fuck it up for you too bad. Uh, yeah, on the hair transplant thing, that's got to suck. Um, m- m- while I don't have good hair, you guys are all aware of that. It looks kind of like a Brillo pad. I still have a lot of it. <laughs> That's, you know, receded a little bit at the edges, but that's, you know, normal for life. Uh, but some people get so upset when they lose their hair and that they spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to try to fix it. Um, and which I feel sorry for people like that. It's got to suck not to look like how you think you should look. Um, and when you lose something that's, you know, was a part of you, I can understand wanting to spend the money to get it back. It's just really expensive, I guess. Um, and I don't, if I lost my hair, I'm not sure if I would do something like that. I know all kinds of bald people that look just fine. Uh, one of our managers at work, the, the French guy I've talked about before, he's bald. Um, and he, I think he still has that ring around the head thing, you know, but he's just said, fuck it and shaved his head. 
and he looks fine. I don't know if it's maybe it's because uh, he's been bald the entire time I've known him, but I but for me, he would look silly as fuck if he had hair all of a sudden. <laughs> it would look weird. Uh, what about losing your teeth? Yeah, that'd be a bad one too. Um, and I do have teeth issues. As a matter of fact, I'm avoiding calling the dentist right now because I've got a uh, toothache that I'm trying to ignore because I don't really have the money to get it done right now. I just had a, a crown put in uh, about a month ago that cost me about oh, almost a thousand dollars. So, I, which I put on the payment plan because I don't get a thousand dollars to drop on it right away. And I'm kind of trying to wait until I pay that off a hundred dollars a month before I get the next one fixed. Because he gave me a really bad news when he looked at it at my teeth. Uh, I hadn't been to a dentist in a while, and apparently my teeth are fucked up. Um, you wouldn't know, uh, as I've mentioned before, I, I won a contest for $40,000 worth of cosmetic dentistry about 14, 15 years ago. So I have good looking teeth. They're all veneers. <laughs> so they're all kind of fake, but they don't do put veneers in your back teeth. And he's looking at them and all of my back teeth on the front and back, um, front top and bottom rather are all cracked. It's not like I have cavities and shit. They're cracked. <laughs> um, I've had dental work from when I was a kid and done in a lot of them. And basically, uh, uh, the, for example, the one that they did a crown on before, a piece broke off out of it. <laughs> and when he checked it out, he said, he said the, the tooth is basically hollow on the inside. The way it works is you'll get a crack in your tooth. And then no matter how good you brush, like the bacteria will get into that crack and start to rot out your tooth from the inside. Um, it's, uh, it's, not, it's not a good thing at all, obviously. Oh, hello, Crazy Kane. Uh, pleased to have you on the show. Um, and yeah, root canals do suck, team evil bad guys. Um, so and he, he's going, okay, you'll need a crown on that. You're going to need a filling there. You're going to need a crown on that. You're going to need a crown on that. He basically told me I need like another four or five or six crowns. And fucking dude, I don't have five to $6,000 to drop on fucking uh, dental work. That's a lot of fucking money. Uh, so I told him, I was like, well, hopefully each one will last for about a year until I can pay off the last one. Because I'm the way, the way I'm looking at it is I'm going to be getting dental work paid done for the next four or five years, what, about once a year and paying like a hundred dollars a month on my dental work until I have it all paid off. Um, but, uh, oh yeah. And uh, Sly Dog says nice win. Yeah, it was a nice win. Um, it's the biggest thing I've ever won. Uh, they had a contest, they called it Fang Fix 06. That's how I remember what year I had it done. And, uh, and they, what they did, it was a radio station thing, uh, a talk radio station. They wanted people to, excuse me, email in and tell them your sad story about your teeth and so i did and i told them yeah i was like you know um i said yeah my teeth scare children and small animals <laughs> and it would be really nice to be able to smile smile without doing so and of course dating would be nice uh, or some shit like that and they picked me as one of their contestants so they picked out 10 people with a sob story and they sent them off to this dentist the dentist looked at all 10 people's set of teeth and then he was the one that, who decided um who was going to win and uh, I won for two reasons. One, he said I had the best before and after, like the worst ones that he could make look good. You know, some people, you know, just were too fucked up for veneers to even help. You know, they're missing a whole bunch of teeth. You know, they've only got three teeth left and they're not even taking care of them. Um, or the other extreme, like they have like one or two crooked teeth and, you know, they wanted to get that shit fixed. Uh, so he picked me because he, he knew it would be the most extreme before and after. A couple of you have probably seen the post, the pictures I posted on the OG, and trust me, it was pretty fucking extreme. My teeth were fucking horrible. Uh, I have a very narrow face, and so as my teeth grew in, there wasn't enough room for them. Uh, for example, among other things, my two front teeth pushed into like a V. Like if I took a bite out of an apple, it'd be, it wouldn't be straight across. It'd be a V shape in the front. Um, and uh, 
it, it was pretty nasty. Uh, we need to bump up that thread. I'll see if I, I'll see if I can't find that thread to bump it, or maybe I'll make a new one at some point. Um, so what he had to do was since my teeth were so fucked up, normally for veneers, they just, uh, grind them down just a little bit into the point where they can fit a veneer over it. A veneer is a por piece of porcelain shaped in like, kind of like a J shape where the, the tall part of the J goes around in the front of your tooth and then it hooks over and over the back. Uh, and he couldn't do that with a lot of my teeth because they were too malformed. What he had to do was grind them down till to the point where they could fit the V shapes over them. So I had to get root canals on a lot of my teeth because he had to grind them down to the, the nerve part. Uh, in addition to that, he had to pull a couple teeth because there just wasn't room uh, for my teeth, which is a weird feeling, by the way. You spend your entire life trying to take care of your teeth and make sure you don't lose them. Uh, and to have one pulled for no other reason except for that there's not room for it, it was, was kind of odd. Uh, now, um, yeah, parts of it were painful. Normal, if normal veneers are not painful at all. If you have normal teeth, you can get veneers and they, it's no big deal. Uh, mine were, mine was fucked up. Um, so in, in addition, so when they pulled the teeth, they put uh, bridges on them. Like, so in addition to my veneers, I have two bridges, one on the top and one on the bottom. And a bridge is just a fake tooth that's held. That's, that is not like an implant. It's just hanging out there and it's connected to the uh, teeth on either side. Hence the call, hence them calling it a bridge, which is not a big deal. I just have to make sure when I brush, uh, I have a, uh, a water pick that I have to make sure that I get underneath those teeth uh, to make sure that, uh, you know, uh, nothing gets caught underneath there. Um, so it was a process and the, what they did is, uh, you know, and this is fucked up. I, uh, he went in, he, he did all the drilling and grinding and ground, ground down my teeth and then put plastic ones on at first. See, he had to take molds of everything to, to um, produce the veneers uh, that took a, like a week or two for him to come in. So for like two weeks, I had fucking plastic teeth, <laughs> which I don't recommend. It was, I was terrified at the entire time of those fuckers breaking off. So I barely ate anything. It was, it was a weird experience, but, but overall it uh, is obviously a good thing. I, I have a, I've been told I have a nice smile. And here it is 14 years later, they still look nice and white because porcelain doesn't really stain. You know, it's the porcelain is the same thing like your coffee cup's made out of. So long as you take care of it, it's easy to take care of and you, you know, you won't stain it up unless you fucking just never brush your teeth. Um, so, uh, at the time, I, and I'll be honest with you, uh, for almost the first year, I kind of regretted it because while my teeth look nice and straight in the front and the back on the backside of them, they're all weird and different crevices and going back and forth. Cause it's, you know, it's just the, the back of my teeth are still the same. Um, and I was in pain for quite a while because while the guy did a good job, I think he maybe didn't make quite enough space. Uh, so like the first year, my two front teeth hurt all the time. And eventually they started to cross over each other a little bit. So if you look at my two front teeth, one of them and the bottom just barely crosses over the front one. It doesn't look bad. It actually, in some ways, makes it look more natural. Like most people don't think that I have fake teeth. They just think I have nice looking teeth. But it hurt like a bitch. And, you know, I went back to him several times and he sent me to like a specialist on it because he couldn't figure out why it hurt because I had root canals in both those teeth. And basically, the, the, the they determined it was basically the gums that hurt from the pressure. Uh, but that went away after a year or two. And uh, now it's all gravy, except for yeah, obviously the new issues of my teeth. And now that I'm talking about it, God damn, my fucking tooth hurts. <laughs> let's, let's move on to a different subject. I, I've, you ever notice talking about something will make it pay, more painful? Um. My wife's trying to show me something. Hold on a second. Let's look at this. Uh, well, she's showing me two things, actually. A news article in her titties. <laughs> uh, 
apparently there's been some sort of incident outside the White House following. There's been a shooting incident outside of the White House. Oh, shit. Okay, let's go look this up because that might be something to talk about. Uh, That's new news. Uh, Go to Yahoo and see if they've got anything about that shit yet. Um, mm, Nothing on Yahoo News yet. Wow, that's surprising. We all know Yahoo is the the basis of all news. If it's not on Yahoo, it's probably not true. She probably found some... uh, Probably, probably found some, you know, not true stuff. <laughs> uh, oh, she, oh, she's talking about a live incident. Okay. I can't find anything about it, but apparently there's some shit going on by the white house right now. Uh, oh, raging Cajun's got it. He says the sub subject was taken to the hospital and no one else was injured. Um, so we need to check out more about that at some point, <sighs> but not right now. Uh, let's see. Um, once again, I apologize. I don't really have topics for you guys. Um, I'm, Dalton's normally the topic guy and I normally just go along with it. So I'm trying to find stuff to talk about. We got another, oh, 10 minutes to go. So we will try to fill the space as much as we can. Um, so anybody that feels like calling in, you're more than welcome to, uh, uh, 10 minutes. I think I can probably just babble on for it, but I'd rather have other people to talk to. Uh, let's see. What do we got? Let's go back over to the OG and see if there's anything else worth talking about before we get out of here. Oh, you know what? For those uh, that are new to the show, uh, this is the Other Ground Live. Oh, hold on a second. We do have a caller. One second. Well, hello. How are you doing today? Hey, good. How are you? I thought you joined my show, so I thought I'd come help and join your show today. Oh, excellent. <laughs> well, thank you. I really appreciate that. Uh, for all the people listening, to tell, tell us about yourself and your show. Um, I am yours truly. Um, I have a show on Podbean called Crosstalk. And we discuss everything that's going on in the world, whether it be big, whether it be small, whatever you guys want to talk about, we talk about, we welcome everybody with open arms and we just have an all around good time on our show. And I met met you on our show today and you were really awesome to have on our show. So I wanted to come in and say hi and thank you again. Oh, you're welcome. It was, it was a good time. Uh, as, as she mentioned, I did hop on a show earlier. Um, I've had people tell me that I should, be more active in the Podbean community. So I'm trying to do so and make new friends and all that good stuff. Um, yeah, we, here on the other ground, uh, we talk about pretty much everything as well. A lot of current events. Uh, for those of, that are listening that are new to the show, uh, the other ground live came from the, a, a weird spot. We started off uh, on an MMA forum called the underground, uh, which me and a whole bunch of people have been on for many years. The off topic of that place is called the other ground. That's where you talk about all the stuff that is not related to MMA. And back in March when the quarantine was going on and everyone's bored out of their mind, some people got the idea that maybe we should start a podcast just to amuse ourselves. Um, since I had a lot of podcasting experience, I, I volunteered to go ahead and get it started. Uh, it turns out my co-host has lots of podcasting experience as well. So the two of us started the other ground live and here we are today. Hey, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Um, I did the same thing, you know, quarantine hit, everybody was getting stressed and depressed. And I was like, let's do something that really could reach out to people. So that's how we started podcasting too. Not as cool as MMA though. <laughs> Not as cool as that. <laughs> now, uh, when is, now, when is your show on normally for all of our listeners to be able to catch I, it? I usually go live at 9 a.m. Um, every day of the week. Um, Thursday, we have a big show um, with my co-host. Um, he was a professional wrestler, now turned actor, Mr. Impact. He joins me every Thursday, and we go live um, 9 o'clock Pacific time. So um, I don't know different time zones, you know. So 
Um, I know, me neither. I'm sitting trying to figure out when that is. Well, what time is it there now, right now? It is four o'clock here. So, and you said you're in Detroit. So I'm assuming yeah, yeah. you're five o'clock. Um, yeah, we're, no, we're Eastern time. It's almost seven here. Okay. Um, okay. So you're Eastern. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which, okay. okay I, I, I'm still not going to sit there and do the math, so I'll tell the people the wrong, <laughs> the wrong time. So everyone go listen to her show as well. Um, yours truly with the, uh, what was it crosstalk you said? Crosstalk. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. I'll, I'll try to tune in again some other time as well. Oh, speaking of, uh, we, one of the things we talked about earlier was our dogs on our show. Speaking of which my little dog wants up in my lap. Come here, little dog. Oh, I don't really want her in my lap. It's hot as fuck right now. <laughs> but when a little dog wants in your lap, you got to put it in your lap. That's right. Mine will growl and bark at me until she's in my lap. So <laughs> when she speaks, yeah. we listen. <laughs> <laughs> and as I mentioned before, my uh, my little dog Lulu is a little lover. She likes she likes nothing better than being petted. So I'm trying to give her the rub down while we're talking as well. <laughs> All right. Well, you That's know, we got a couple minutes. You got anything you want to talk about uh, while we're here? Well, I mean, um, I just caught a tail end of, you said there was something going on at the White House? Yeah, yeah. my wife came in here and, and showed me an article about some sort of shooting incident in front of the White House. Uh, I went to Yahoo News, which is the source of all news here on the uh, Other Ground Live, and I can't find anything about it. Uh, so, uh, oh, Trump escorted from briefing after shooting near White House. Okay, there we go. Let's go ahead and see what this is about. Uh, President Trump dramatically cut short a news conference in the White House press briefing room on Monday evening after what he later described as a shooting outside the building. Trump was initially taken by Secret Service agents from the briefing room podium. He returned roughly 10 minutes later and provided an explanation to reporters. Uh, he said, there are no details. We just found out it was outside of the White House. Uh, he said someone was taken to the hospital. It seems that the shooting was done by law enforcement. It was the suspect who was shot. Um, and that's about all there seems to be about it here on this article. That's a fucked up thing, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Like, you would think there would be more. Um, I just pulled one up from CNN. Mm -hmm. um, almost like the same thing. Let's see. President Donald Trump was abruptly evacuated from the White House briefing room by security on Monday after shots were apparently fired outside the building. Trump returned to the briefing room minutes later, confirming a shooting. There was a shooting outside of the White House, and it seems to be very well under control. I'd like to thank the Secret Service for doing their always quick and very effective work, Trump said when he returned. The senior hmm. administration official said there was an active shooter near the White House, and the shooter was in custody. The incident happened just outside of the White House grounds, close to Lafayette Square, the official said. Trump had been missentenced during the first attempt at the briefing when security came into the room and asked him to leave the area. Excuse me, Trump asked when the security approached. Step outside, the agent said. Oh, Trump said before departing the room. When Trump returned to the briefing room, he said he was taken to the old Oval Office where he was evacuated. Oh, wow. You know, Secret Service, that must be a fucking hard job. Um, regardless of which president you're Secret Service for, n no president has everybody liking him. Uh, Trump uh, might be have a couple more haters than the average, but every president has the people that don't like him. If nothing, if nothing else, there's all kinds of crazies out there. And to have your job be to protect somebody that goes out in the public on a pretty regular basis, that's got to be fucking stressful. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and that, yeah, and definitely not the type of work I would want to do. I don't think I'd be cut out to be a security guy. Uh, 
if, if, if nothing else, I'm just too mellow for it. Uh, my name's actually, I, you know, I didn't even, I'm not even sure if I told you my name. I'm my name's Passive J or just J for short. Um, nice to our, meet you. And my, and my co-host is uh, Ryan or Big Dalton. We call him Big Dalton because he's a, he used to be a bouncer at one point. Uh, and you know the you know the the movie Roadhouse, right? Yes, I have seen that movie. Well, the main character's name was Dalton, so we started calling him Dalton. Uh, and you remember the line where they, whenever someone met him, they say, "Oh, I thought you'd be bigger." Yes. <laughs> well, Dalton is six foot and weighs about somewhere between three hundred and three hundred twenty pounds. He's a you know he could be a professional power lifter. He's a big fucking huge dude. So no one has ever said they would th- think he'd be bigger. So which is why we call him Big Dalton. Hey, that works. <laughs> Yeah, just give me a crowbar. I'll go to work. I'll go to town. <laughs> I don't need the guns or anything. I'll just go to work. I'll take that crowbar and all my little feistiness that I have built inside me and go to work. There you go. Yeah, uh, it's funny uh, how people have so many uh, different jobs over life. He's like a uh, he works in insurance in some way, shape, or form. I haven't asked, never found exactly what he does, but he's like upper level management in insurance. He's a, like a team of people. And that's got to be funny as shit for, to watch his big ass sit down at a desk all day to do insurance work. Uh, but I guess you never know where life's going to bring you. Um, I've had a bazillion different jobs before the one I have now. Um, although I've been at my current one for 16 years or something like that. Um, I, you, how about you? You, have you went through a bazillion jobs or one of the, are you one of those rare people that actually kept one job for a long period of time? Well, believe it or not, I started out, um, working in the movie business. Um, I told you I was a DJ before, and then I mm-hmm. started out in the movie business, um, being a PA, then turned around into one of their voice actresses slash production manager, second assistant director on some movies. Then I had to unfortunately move and, um, care for my parents full-time and then mm-hmm. um i came into this full-time now so this is what i do full-time is i'm here with my listeners every all day almost every day so um turn this into kind of like a thing i'm doing while i'm getting ready to go back to school to become a director right right uh sly dog's asking the time she already said that it was 9 p- 9 a.m pacific time but- so uh, I don't know what time I don't know what time that is here over on the uh, East Coast. Okay, so. I got this. So right. nine p.m. Pacific, ten p.m. or ten a.m. Excuse me, Mountain. Uh, Eleven a.m. Central and twelve p.m. Eastern. And then oh, if you're so anywhere cool. else out in the world, I am sorry, I don't know your time zone. <laughs> <laughs> so noon here over on the East Coast. Yes, noon. And, and yes. yes, Jay is that retarded when it comes to uh, figuring out time zones. I'm barely literate. Come on, leave me alone. <laughs> I had to practice that down because my co-host, he's like, so this is what it is on Central Eastern time, and here's your Pacific time. And I'm just like, I, don't know, I was like, we're forgetting a time zone somewhere. And he was like, oh, yeah, mountain. I was like, that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's funny that you mentioned that you're a radio DJ at one point. That's something I always wanted to do. Uh, but uh, I, I I grew up in the Detroit area, and that's not a really good spot to get your start uh, as a radio DJ. It's it's one of the bigger markets. What I should have done was like moved away to fucking you know, bumfuck Egypt <laughs> where I, I started work at a small radio station and then gradually moved my way up up in the market but i was too scared uh you know i don't have anyone to, to blame but myself i i didn't have a confidence in myself to go do something like that so i was never able to break into the radio industry but in some ways i'm kind of glad that i didn't because there are very few industries with less job security than a radio dj that's true um i got into it because i don't like dealing with people 
I know that sounds horrible. <laughs> I, I, I worked in the, with the movie company, so I really had to get in there and really learn, um, really learn how to get in there with them and work with them. And um, so being a radio DJ, it was completely different what I was from what I was used to. I was used to just sitting there and um, I was like getting in behind the, behind the mic and that's where I was most comfortable. Nobody other than callers would call in and we would just talk to them and get their requests to go out on the radio and everything. And then you, you learn how to, you learn the appreciation for people. Um, radio DJs can be kind of lonely, but um, it's a lot of fun. It, it was one of those things where, um, you want to do it more. And like I said, I, I never would have not believed it if I didn't hear it from you that you were never a DJ. You have that strong, strong voice. And well, well, yep. well I'll it, be honest with you. When I say I was, when I say I was never a radio DJ professionally, I did take a, a high school DJing. Uh, I don't know. This is, I assume this is kind of rare, but our high school had a very small FM radio station. And uh, I, that's when I decided I wanted to be a radio DJ is when I took that class and had like an hour long show uh, at like halfway through the day. And then like once a week, like an hour long show afterwards. And that's how I, when I found out that I like doing that stuff, I, I like talking to people. Um, it, it, and people told me, oh, you've got a great voice for that. And I didn't really believe them. Uh, you know, I thought it was my teacher being nice or my mom being nice or, you know, I didn't, didn't get on a, on a high school radio station that's got maybe like a 20 mile radius. You don't get a lot of feedback. Um, so I just, I just assumed when my teacher told me I had a good voice for it, she was just being nice. Um, but apparently I should have paid better attention. That's, um, exactly how I started out. Um, I started out that way and, um, started out in the school. And then afterwards I was constantly going back and doing, um, doing more and more and more with them but we had a bigger radius than 20 miles so i mean we had listeners all over calling in all the time which was awesome um and so it really got me into there because originally what i wanted to do with my life is i wanted to be a sports announcer so mm -hmm. i wanted to be right there ready to go and introduce those sports to everybody like that's what i was pumped for oh I yeah was like I'm, I'm working my way to espn this is what i want i love sports i love being on the air and then you you turn around and that's where you get all your opportunities that's where you learn how to um do your voice work and stuff too and your voice you just carry your voice so well with it and oh, that's one thing i can honestly say is like i'm sitting there going oh my gosh she could be like i i picture him in all these commercials and like i was sitting there telling the listeners after you left i was like his voice though that is crazy <laughs> and listening i was just like that is awesome though um because you really yeah, do cool. have to have a presence if you work in the radio you know you have to have a presence if you have a voice that's not cut out for radio then you're in trouble yeah yeah and uh the juicer is asking if there's any recordings of it yes there is actually uh at one point i uh on our show we interviewed a uh heavy metal band or a death metal band, a band called death threat. And those guys saved their recording. So on YouTube, there's like a 20 or 30 or 40 minute interview with me and my co-host back then, uh, interviewing a, like a, a metal band. And that was when I was like, I want to say 15 maybe or 16, somewhere around there. Uh, so I don't think I had the same voice back then as I do now. And, uh, and I don't know. Do you have this problem? I hate listening to myself talk. 
people say, oh, you know, I, I very rarely ever go back and listen to recordings of myself because I think I sound horrible. Uh, to me, my voice sounds very high-pitched and nasally, and I'm told that that uh, it's not like that, but I, no matter how much I'm told otherwise, when I hear my voice, I think it sounds like shit. Yes, I hear that all the time, too, and I'm like, I, I listened to myself uh, when I did that movie opening when they released it for us to watch um, after we got done doing it, and I was like, I don't like that. And everybody's like, oh, you killed it. That was amazing. And I'm sitting there going, no, <laughs> you don't understand. I don't like that. I don't, do I sound like that? And they're like, yes, that's how you sound. And I was like, oh, dear Lord, I don't want to listen to that anymore then. It, it, when, you're, when you're in radio and you hear yourself and you're starting to hear yourself talk, it's one of those things and you're just like, okay, well, we're our own biggest critic. And that's mm -hmm. one thing that we have to remember too. So what we're, we're thinking that we hear other people are not hearing. Oh yeah, definitely. And, so, <laughs> and I tell people because people say all the time, Oh, I don't want to do podcasting or I don't want to do this. I can't stand the sound of my voice. Well, here's the, the truth of it. Nobody likes the way their voice sounds. Not a single fucking person I've ever met that said, Oh yeah, I love the way my voice sounds. Everybody thinks they sound like shit. So your best bet is to go out and do it. If you sound like shit, eventually someone will tell you, but don't, don't use way. your own opinion of your voice. Yeah. Don't, don't use your own opinion of your voice as the basis of whether or not you can do this. Yeah. No, no, don't, don't, uh, go based off what you feel guys go based off of, um, what others tell you kind of just listen to them because they're going to be the ones that are going to really direct you in the way that you need to go. Mm -hmm. They're going to be the yeah. ones that give you the guidance they're, they're the ones that, at the end of the day, it's going to be their opinion that matters. And it's weird because it's always, oh, I, my opinion should matter about this, but it's really not our opinions that matter when we're doing something like this. Right, right. You what, have how other people pick it up. Yep. Yeah, you got to have confidence in yourself. Um, if you don't have confidence in yourself, you're not going to do well. And that's been a, a hard thing for me to build up enough self-confidence that, that I just go ahead and speak. Because uh, for years and years and years, I didn't believe anybody. And I could be so much farther along on my voiceover career if I just would have been serious about it earlier in my life, as opposed to, you know, just saying, nah, whatever, you know, you guys are wrong. I sound like shit. Um, you know, so, it, but it is what it is. I'm happy where I am now in my life. Things are going okay. I still, I still like to get more voiceover work, but yeah, that's a process. Yes, it'll be a process and you'll definitely get there. Um, yeah. I have some bad news guys. I actually kind of have to go. Uh, the plumber just got here to fix the pipes. <laughs> No, that, that's a, I, that sounds like a bathroom. joke. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. Well, that's all right. So, we're, we're about ready to finish up the show anyway. So I really appreciate you calling in. Perfect. And thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you guys so much. Um, I really did have fun and hopefully I'll get to call in and talk with you guys again here soon. No, uh, hopefully. Yeah. And, and go ahead and, uh, uh, pimp out your show one more time before you get out here. All right, guys. Um, again, this is yours truly with Crosstalk with a K K R O S S T A L K right here on Podbean. And don't forget, we go live every morning at 9 a.m. So we will definitely see you guys there. Excellent. Thank you again for calling. You have a great day. Thank you. You as well. Thank you. Bye, guys. Right. Bye bye. Well, that was awesome. I appreciate her calling in. That's filled up enough time to make it to the end of the show. Hooray. <laughs> Uh, once again, I want to thank the OG army for showing up. I couldn't do a show about you guys. I'm not going to thank big Dalton because he apparently has no clue how to get on the fucking internet anymore. Um, is 10 around. Does he want to call us to close out the show or am I going to have to do it?
Oh, he's driving. Okay, I'll take care of it. So two things. One, uh, make sure you guys tune in tomorrow, uh, 6 p.m. We will be looking forward to seeing you then. And two, fuck all y'all. You guys have a great night. Bye-bye. Screw you, hippies.